Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, it only takes 15 pounds of pressure to break a window. Something you probably do know, your neighbor practices chipping in the backyard. Something you probably don't know, a golf ball through your window would also take out your TV. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, DeAndre Nicolette. For years, I played the role of the girl, the woman, the person that I was told I should be until I decided to wake up, step into my power as a co-creator of my reality and own the fact that I am an infinite, energetic being living in a human form on this earth. In each episode, I share personal stories, wisdom and insight related to manifestation, co-creation, the Akashic records, spiritual laws, and so much more. I'll chat with powerful thought leaders that I feel called to invite on the show and share their energy and words with you so that you can take the truths that feel aligned with you. I've spent so much time trying to do things the way that I felt I should have, but girl, (laughs) I am done with that. It's time to return to the person my soul chose to be, and honestly, it's time for you to do the same. Hi, my loves. Happy Tuesday and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 45 and I can't believe that we are on episode 45. That is amazing to me. I literally can't wait for the day that we get to episode 50 or 100. I feel like 100 is going to be like lit. Like I'm going to have to go to Whole Foods, buy myself a whole cake. Okay. And the reason I say Whole Foods is because Whole Foods, we have like the bomb cakes at the bakery. Honestly, they have one that's like a triple, it's like a triple chocolate ganache cake and I die. It is so good. So literally episode 100, we're getting chocolate ganache cake and I will sit on air and eat that cake and chat with y'all. So that's what we do. But until then, we are on episode 45 and I'm so happy and excited to have you guys back here with me today. So today we are talking to Madison and Madison is an amazing friend of mine. She's someone I met on Instagram. I'm pretty sure we met through Instagram. Instagram, which is crazy because I have so many people that I've connected with through Instagram and it really is like social media, LOL, because sometimes I forget that. Like sometimes it's easy to get caught up in just like posting and doing your own thing and getting into your own bubble on social media. But when you really open up and expand and you're calling in friendships and you're calling in people that are going to support you and be here for your journey so you can also support them and be there for their journey, you can meet so many amazing people through social. So met Madison through social media, through Instagram. We have connected and been such good friends 
friends talking all about spirituality, talking all about our awakening, our journeys. Um, she is a full-time entrepreneur and I'm so happy I was able to see her transition into that. And that has been an amazing thing to kind of sit and share her on and just talk her through that whole thing and kind of like just chat with her about updates about what full-time entrepreneurship life is like. And it has been amazing to just have these awesome conversations with her, not just about, you know, entrepreneurship and her work, but also about YouTube or the universe or signs that we see, just like signs that we're on the right path. And so I decided to reach out to her and ask her to come on the episode, come on the podcast today and chat with me all about her journey and just like have a talk, like just a sit down girl chat. Essentially, we have these chats all the time, but I was like, let's just hop on the mic and actually like record an episode of us just like riffing and going through what we usually go through. So that's what today's episode is going to be about. And then I will be back here next week with a solo episode for you guys. But I also want to let you know that Madison is going to be speaking at the 2020 Manifest Circle event. And if you are unsure of what the 2020 Manifest Circle event is, girl, <laughs> like I'm going to need you to get your whole life. Okay, get your life because I've been talking about it for like the past three, four episodes. Okay, so I am hosting my first virtual event for Manifest Daily. Yes, I said virtual. Yes, you did not hear that wrong. It is online. So wherever you are in the world, whatever time zone you are in, you are welcome. You are open and you are invited to attend. It is going to be held on the last new moon of the entire year and of the entire decade. Hello. That is some powerful, powerful, powerful energy right there. I'm just saying that right now. But it's going to be held on December 26th. Essentially, the event is going to be us clearing any energy of 2019. I feel like one thing that has always kind of resonated with me and a message that I always, always get is that whenever you want to invite something new into your life, you have to let go of whatever isn't serving you. You have to kind of throw things away. It's almost kind of like spring cleaning when you buy a whole, like when you want to buy a whole bunch of clothes, but you know, you got to clean out your closet because girl, like where you going to put all them coats and all them shoes and all them bags if your whole closet is like filled up with all that stuff. So you have to empty out before you can fill up your cup again, before you can, you know, get your clothes and fill up your closet again. And that's the same thing when we're going into 2020. It is a brand new year. It is a brand new decade. And in order to really fill our cups up, we need to empty out that stagnant air or that stagnant the energy, probably some air too, okay? But that stagnant energy of 2019. We're also gonna be walking through a manifestation ritual. This is a ritual that I have done for like so many different things in my life. I've called in so many amazing blessings in my life using this ritual. And so we're gonna walk through that. Everyone will be getting a PDF. This thing will be like this one page PDF. It's gonna be like a damn ebook, y'all. You're gonna be getting a whole thick book, okay? Of everything that you need to do to walk your through the rituals so that after the event, you can do this on your own as well for upcoming new moons. And then we're also going to have Emma, who is my favorite, favorite, favorite Tarotita ever. She actually agreed to come to the event to speak on the panel. If you guys have any questions about Tarot, you are open and welcome to ask her. And she will also be pulling cards for the group to tell us what the energies are for 2020. She actually has her 2020 prediction reading up in her Etsy shop right now. I actually did that same reading for 2019 and every single thing that she predicted 
came to be. So Emma will be at the event pulling cards for us as a collective group. So do not miss out, y'all. Don't miss out. Do not play yourself. I've been telling y'all not to play yourself. And if you don't come to this event, I feel like you will be low-key kind of playing yourself. And if you have been feeling the calling to get your ticket, it's $11.11. Honey, that is two Starbucks coffees. Okay, I know because I'm about to head to Starbucks after this and I'm about to get me a grande salted caramel mocha, almond milk, hold the whip, extra toffee nut. Okay, that's what I'm getting. So, so this is two Starbucks coffees, three Dunkin' coffees. I don't know, wherever else you're in the country or out of the country, might be three or four of the coffees there in your, you know, wherever you live. Listen, listen, it's priced nicely. Okay, and this is going to be an amazing event. And I want it to be the start of just again, like so much to come in 2020 in terms of events, in terms of courses. I really have just had such a a moment with myself. After last week's epiphany, y'all know if you listen to episode 44, I had that whole epiphany, snatched my own damn soul, okay, and had to come for myself and had to realize that I need to go in. I need to put in the work. If I want all these things, if I have all these goals, like there is no other option but to do do whatever I need to do to achieve those goals. I feel like trying, I feel like playing around, I feel like, you know, having hope and, and crossing your fingers, like, none of that none of that is is the movement anymore it like I said last time it's not cute we're not doing that no more we're just going in and we're doing what we have to do and so part of that for me is really getting clear on my vision for what manifest daily is and what it's becoming as you guys know I'm currently revamping the site I got a new domain it's the t-h-e manifestdaily.com and that's going to be launching in literally a couple of weeks and it's essentially the same site but I'm going to have a couple new free resources on there for you guys. It's going to be a hub for you to get to know when all the virtual events are coming up, when the in-person events are coming, because I promise you there will be an in-person event in 2020. And so I don't know when, girl, I don't know when it's happening, but get ready because that's going to be lit, lit, lit. Okay. If you know me and y'all probably know me already by now, but I love to plan parties and events. I threw the best holiday parties in high school, the best birthday parties. Um, I had some holiday parties in college too and they were always extra like I always had somebody at the door taking coats I always had my menu that I made printed it out on some nice paper I always had someone making drinks whether it was hot chocolate in high school or my dojito which is my DeAndre mojito if y'all want the recipe hit me up on Instagram I'll give you the recipe (laughs) but I just want to say like so many things are evolving with manifest daily and I'm very very excited like I said I actually got the the intuitive message and I don't know if I mean I guess it's okay to share because you guys are cool we're friends and y'all I mean I know y'all wish the best for me and I wish the best for you which is why we're here having these conversations about manifestation and how to live your best life right and return to your highest self but I got the intuitive message that I need to launch a course in June of 2020 and it was such a weird way that I received that message and I remember feeling like June 2020 like first of all like that's kind of far away I guess I'm like I know I could definitely put something together before then but I just kept getting the message that everything that would need to go into the course all the messages that I would channel all the people that would need to to get it to receive the help to receive the support they would be ready to invest in that and they would be ready to actually be open to receiving those messages in June of 2020 
And June of 2020 is not going to be, you know, a very chill month. I already have a lot of things happening in that month. And so it is going to be a hectic month. And for, of course, when I got the message, I was like, June, like, can I do it in like March or May or, or July or August or something like anything but June, like I had, or anything but like June and maybe even July and August because I have so much going on in those months. But that was just the message I received. And I'm going to honor that. And I feel like right now I'm doing everything that I can do to continue learning, to continue receiving messages about what you all would like to learn about and continue to teach myself. This is a journey. There's never a time and a place that you'll get to where you've learned it all. Everyone, every single spiritual leader is always learning. And if they're not always learning, then you don't want to learn from them because anyone that gets to a point where their ego convinces them that they know every single thing that they need to know, you do not want to learn from that person. And one thing that I used to feel very hesitant about was calling myself a spiritual leader because I'm like, well, I don't know enough. And it was that imposter syndrome. And I'm going to have an episode on imposter syndrome coming up really soon for you guys, because I want to tell you about how I've dealt with imposter syndrome and how I've kind of gone through it and how I'm still going through it. Because again, this is something I think you're always kind of going to go through as you continue to level up in life. But one thing that I had to come to terms with was that I am a spiritual leader, right? I think if you're someone, whether, you know, you have one person looking at you, whether that be a friend or a child or someone on social media who you may not know very personally, or you have 500,000 people looking at you and asking you for advice or listening to what you say, you are an influencer and you are a leader. And I think it's up to us to take responsibility for that. I think a lot of people kind of just don't want to believe that they are a leader or that they have a very influential voice. And I can tell you right now, you do have a very influential voice. There is someone out there who is watching what you're doing, who is listening to what you're saying and who is taking inspiration for you. And I think, or from you rather, and I think it's really up to us to make sure that we are walking our walk and walking our talk and doing exactly what we're saying we're going to do. And I actually want to give a shout out to Eugenia, who reached out to me on Instagram to let me know that she has been listening to the podcast she found on Apple. Shout out to Apple. But she reached out to tell me that the podcast and the episode where I was talking about like self-sabotage and just kind of committing to herself has really helped her kind of zone in on her commitment to train and go to the gym. And she's been waking up at 4.30 in the morning. And I hope this is not TMI, girl, but your story was really so inspirational. And I feel like as I get more of these messages where people are like, I listened to this episode and it really helped me come to terms with this. Or I listened to this episode and it really helped me, you know, realize that I was sabotaging myself or whatever it is. It's kind of like also just such a reminder for myself, right? And we are all mirrors. We are all mirrors to each other. We're all connected. And so when you're getting messages from other people and when other people are telling you that there is something that you have helped them with, it's kind of like just a reinforcement to continue to help yourself with that thing. And so for me, when I get these messages, it's such a reminder to keep going and to keep pushing and to keep committing. And I have committed to this. I have committed to the podcast, to the to the YouTube channel, to the events, to the movement, to the brand that I am building. I think that the minute that you truly, truly, truly in your heart commit to whatever it is that you want to do, whatever outcome that you want to see, that is when you will see the needle move. And I didn't even mean for this to become a whole like episode in itself with this intro. Y'all, y'all know I talk too much. Not too much. I talk just enough, but it'd be a lot though. But when you really commit, that's when you see the needle starting to move. And literally, I, I've said this before, and I think I said it on, I think it was episode 43, where I was talking about perseverance. 
I I spoke, or maybe it was 42. I don't know, you guys, go back and look. But um, I was talking about how when I changed the, the podcast name and when I started to, when I made the pivot and I really committed to the podcast, that is literally where you can see in the stats, the numbers start to consistently go up. And mind you, I've had people on the show and they share and things like that. I remember one of my first episodes, one of my first guest episodes was with Kimberly Wenya. And Kimberly Wenya is well known in the spiritual community. And I had her on the podcast. I had Brianna Rose, who is all into Kundalini. She is, again, really well known. And I've had those two on the podcast. If you haven't listened to those episodes and you're interested in them um, and their work, go and check back. That was before it was called Manifest Daily. But the episodes are still there. But I had both of those people on my podcast and the numbers still weren't that great. Now I'm really stepping into my own specific power and I'm finding my voice. I sometimes listen to the old episodes and sometimes I cringe. And again, I keep telling you, it's not because I'm fake. I ain't fraud. But it's just because I could tell that I was holding back because I was so afraid of really letting my personality shine through these episodes because I am, I'm a very eclectic and eccentric person and I have certain ways of saying things and I'm very loud. I'm very boisterous. And sometimes it's not for everybody. It really is not. It's kind of like when I started to really own my voice and I started to really own the fact that this is my brand. This this is what I'm doing and how I'm moving forward with commitment and consistency and dedication and perseverance and grit and grit because every single time I have done something, you guys, I, I haven't committed in the way that I'm committed now. And I think that when you truly, again, genuinely make that commitment, it changes how you approach your craft, how you approach your work, how you approach your goals. And you will see that reflected in your results. It might not be next week. It might not be next month. But I promise you, you will see the change reflected in your results. So that that is it, you guys. That is all I'm going to say. I need to go. My salted caramel mocha is calling me right now. It's ringing the phone. I got to pick up, okay? Because I've been ignoring the call. I want to just thank you guys again for listening to this podcast, for always tuning in, and for always just reaching out and sharing your amazing stories with me and just your kind words. It means so much to me. Like I gen like oh my god, oh my god, I I'm not gonna cry in this. I always cry in these damn episodes, and it's always when I'm wearing makeup. Oh my god. No, but it genuinely means so much to me when when you guys reach out because it's like when you first start doing something, when you first start doing something and you put a lot of work into it when you first start really committing to something. It can be really hard when you feel like you're putting something out there and it's not getting the visibility that you feel it deserves. I have just been seeing that change over time. And when you guys do reach out, ew, I feel like I sound so gross right now. <laughs> when you guys do reach out and just tell me that you listen or how you found the podcast or that a certain episode resonated with you and helped you or with suggestions or things that you want to hear on upcoming episodes it makes my day like it truly 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 does and I wish like my words could re- I, I hope you guys can feel the energy of my words and understand that the love for you guys and the gratitude is coming from such a deep and genuine place and I'm 
trying so hard not to cry. I don't know where this is coming from, but I feel such gratitude right now. And I did not mean for this to be like a 20 minute intro. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. This, I, I kid you not, I just get into modes where I just channel and I feel such gratitude and I have so much to say. And it's kind of like I'm sitting down with like my best friends and we're just chatting and we're sipping our tea and we're spilling our tea. It is amazing. But again, just thank you for always tuning in, for always listening and for sharing and leaving amazing reviews and just being so kind. It's one of those things where as a creator, whatever community that you cultivate is really a reflection of the content that you're putting out. And I have just noticed that this community and the people that reach out are just such genuine people. You guys are so just like such beautiful souls. And I am so grateful to have such beautiful souls and people like I'm just so grateful to have you guys listening and coming back every week to hear what what tea I'm spilling on this podcast. Let's just let's just dive into my chat with Madison. And like I said, feel free to check out the Manifest Circle event. Um, Apple is doing this weird thing where if you go to show notes, it doesn't show all of my show notes until you click on episode web page. You have to click that link on Apple. And then it takes you to this like, oh my God, this like dreadfully ugly like website I have for Libsyn, which is like my podcast host, which shows you all the show notes that have all the links in them. Because for some reason, Apple is not showing them anymore. So if you do want the link, you'll have to like go in the show notes, then click on episode webpage, and then it will take you where all the links are and everything like that. Otherwise, feel free to DM me on Instagram and I can just shoot you over the link and then you can have it directly that way. So either one. But again, let us go into this episode before I start crying again. (laughs) So Madison, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Girl, I am. I We already had the chat before we started this episode about how I went to Dunkin' and I came home and realized they gave me a pumpkin swirl coffee when I asked for caramel and I hate pumpkin anything. I'm like not a PSL fan at all. So it was quite upsetting, but other than that, my morning has been pretty good. I'm super excited to be on the show today chatting with you this morning. I'm out of breath because I'm so excited, but we're going to get into some really, really fun conversation today. Before we even dive into any of like the nitty gritty stuff and all the like deep dive conversations, I kind of want you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, who you serve, all that juicy stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, hi, I'm Madison. Um, I am a YouTuber and a spiritual coach, and I help people specifically with manifestation mm-hmm. and just like finding their passion and, and living a more passionate existence um, because that's what I'm passionate about. I love talking to people who are just excited about their lives, and I want to help more and more people be able to live that way. Uh, so, I started a YouTube channel probably a year and a half ago. And mm-hmm. that was just kind of my my own journey to finding that purpose, finding that niche. And slowly but surely, it started to build up into what it is today. That is awesome. Oh my gosh. I feel like I just, well, I know you a little bit more than the guests. I mean, not the guests, than the audience knows you. And I feel like we've had so many different conversations just about your specific journey, not just in YouTube, but just in life in general. And of course, as a YouTuber, you put out very spiritual content. You talk a lot about like manifestation, about creating your reality, all these amazing different topics to help people kind of awaken to their power on this earth. And 
I love that. I feel like you're paving such a beautiful path in the spiritual community. But I kind of want to dive a little bit into some of the pivotal moments that led to your, like, your spiritual awakening, if you will. And tell us a little bit about how you kind of got to the space where you're talking about spiritual topics like a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny because when you um, shared that that's what we were going to be talking about and like that that was going to be one of the questions, mm-hmm. I had never really like dug into it and like thought really? about exact moments that kind of led to me bo- me being who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think in part that's because my parents are so supportive. Like I didn't, I wasn't really raised in a, in a religious household. We never really went to church unless it was like with my grandparents. And we were always just kind of told that we could explore our own beliefs and what we thought about the world. And so spirituality has like always been there, always been a part of the conversation. And it's never been something that was like looked down upon. But when I kind of had to look back and like see these like goalpost moments of like when the awakening started happening for me, it brought up all these moments of like pain, which I think is really interesting. Because I feel like that's how it is for a lot of people. It's like people who wake up, especially at a younger age, I feel like they had to go through a lot of adversity or a lot of like hard times. And that's what really helped them tap into like the spiritual ideas and just living a more aligned life. I looked back and I realized like, so at age 10, about nine or 10, I started having seizures and I was diagnosed with epilepsy, Mm -hmm. um, which I don't think you knew. That I think was a huge pivotal moment for me, just kind of waking up as a person in general, like spiritually, yes, but as a person at that age, because 10 is pretty young to have to deal with something that's that serious. And I had to start policing myself a lot more than I feel like most kids do in like what I ate and how often I, how much I slept, because that's a huge part of it. I had to go to the doctor's office all the time. I was constantly getting these tests where they're like hooking up wires to my head or I'm like in an MRI machine. I just like had this burden of responsibility, like thrust onto me at age 10 and they never actually found a reason for it. And slowly but surely it went away. So I'm no longer epileptic it was like a juvenile epilepsy. But that was like a huge pivotal shift, I think, because I had to become so much more aware of like my body and myself and how I was taking care of myself at such a young age. And that was like a part of my reality all throughout high school, basically. That is crazy. I actually never, I don't think we talked about the epilepsy before, but that's really interesting. And one thing that you said that stuck with me is that idea of the people awakening at a young age having gone through a lot of adversity and pain. And I I also kind of feel like that is something, a, a theme that I've noticed in a lot of people who are kind of waking up around the same age as us is that a lot of us had to go through periods where we really thought either we were like depressed or suicidal, or we were really at this point where it was a very rock bottom, a very low in our lives. And there was something that kind of pulled us out of that. And having gone through that, it was literally like a rebirth right? Like a death and a rebirth and coming into life and seeing things with a completely fresh perspective. And that is really interesting. So even as I kind of think about my own journey, I don't think I had a exact moment, right? I think there are different things along the way that sort of helped to awaken me slowly. And I, it was almost like my eyes were being sort of peeled open over the course of time. And I can think back to a specific year where I hit that rock bottom, right? I, I know when that rock bottom was and when that time period was. And I know know when that rising was like did you ever have a a period of rock bottom so to speak in your life where you had to kind of like go through hell and come back 
<laughs> oh yeah. Um, so this is the other thing that I know you and I have talked about, which is that from a very young age, like 14 or 15, I have struggled with acne. Mm -hmm. And to make a super long story very short, I got put onto antibiotics, which destroyed my gut biome. I was on antibiotics for about three years, which is oh, just wow. excessive and like not okay. But I didn't know how to like advocate for my health and, and to like research that stuff until it was kind of too late. Mm -hmm. And so in college, I decided that I wanted to like get off the antibiotics. So I was about 18, 19. And at that time, I also stopped taking pretty much all the prescriptions that I was on. So the ones for epilepsy and the ones for my skin. And I thought that that was going to be huge and like revolutionary. And I'm like, I'm done with these prescriptions. And then the problem started to come because I was just so uneducated about like the gut biome at that time that I didn't understand that like going off antibiotics can throw things into chaos. And so during, I went to college for three years because I had some credits going in. So during my middle year of college, when I was like 19, 20, I was, having severe pain anytime I would eat and they slowly kind of started to say hey maybe this is your gallbladder which is weird in a 20 year old I don't know why no one batted an eye at that like why my gallbladder would be acting up that seems kind of strange right yeah. but I was in so much pain and I was just trying to get through school like we're halfway through a semester at this point that I'm like okay fine if it's my gallbladder just take it out just take it out I don't need it just wow. like take it and I just want to not be in pain anymore because it was like constant pain. And there's not a whole lot you can do about that. And so they took out my gallbladder. I think it was like right before my 20th birthday. And so that helped for a bit. And then about three to four months later, I worked at the gym at my school, the U of M, University of Minnesota. I, you know, didn't really think about it, but I was being exposed to a lot of different germs while I'm working at the gym. I basically got this thing called C. diff, which is a an intestinal infection. It's a type of like bug that we all have a certain concentration of. Mm -hmm. But if you get like an overgrowth of it, it wreaks havoc on your body and it can literally kill you. And it's something that a lot of people who are like older or who have bad immune systems, they'll struggle with it. But again, a weird thing for like a 20 year old to be dealing with. So I didn't know what was going on, but I was so sick and I was like wasting away. I lost like 20 pounds in like a month. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it was really, really bad. And so you talk about like going through hell. This was my hell. This was my rock bottom. And then at this time as well, my acne was absolutely the worst it has ever been. Like mm -hmm. so bad. So my self-esteem just like went through the floor and I didn't want to go out of the house. I was literally depressed, but I could tell that I was depressed because my gut was off. And so this at this time is when I really started to wake up to just the world in general. And I I started to do all this research about how like doctors are kind of blissfully unaware and mostly ignorant about gut health and how it affects the skin, mental health and all of this stuff. So I had to basically take it into my own hands to bounce back from this. It was it was a month of me just being super super sick and I ended up having to go home so that my parents could take care of me for a couple of weeks because I literally could not take care of myself. So I was bedridden for about a, 2 weeks there and then I had to start like slowly building myself back up, building my health back up and realizing that like the foods I was putting in my body are affecting me and how I can, you know, clean up my diet so that I can heal. That's when I started doing yoga all the time and meditating all the time and really just going on this journey of like self-growth and self-healing. And I think from that point on is when 
there was no going back in my spiritual awakening. Like the veil had been just ripped off and I was a new person, quite literally. Like I went all the way down to like the bare bones of who I am and had to build myself back up again. Oh my gosh, that is such a crazy story. And honestly, like even just the thought of health issues sparking your awakening, I think that is also a very interesting thing because very similarly, I, I don't think I had a moment where it was a physical health issue. And again, I, I think everyone that I have spoken to, they've had some sort of awakening process where it was like an, a mental health issue. So it's very interesting to hear a, a different story where you're talking about a physical ailment kind of sparking that because it's like a physical ailment leading into, obviously you were not happy. You were going through a lot of physical pain and that was affecting your mental health as well. Hey girl, sorry to interrupt. I hope you're enjoying this episode, but I just wanted to jump in and let you know that this episode is brought to you by the upcoming 2020 Manifest Circle event, which is taking place on the final new moon of 2019 on December 26th from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The 2020 Manifest Circle event is the first virtual event hosted by Manifest Daily, aka me, the girl behind the mic, DeAndre Nicolette. So no matter where you are in the world, you can attend. And as a bonus, the event will be recorded. So just in case you're unable to attend at the time that we hold it, you can still gain access to the beautiful energy that we channel afterwards. So not only will we clear the energy, the stagnant energies of 2019 together, but we will also use the time to set our intentions and goals for the brand new year and new decade of 2020. Get ready for support, community, and a safe place to share the struggles that you've overcome this year and claim your blessings for the next. For more info on the event and to get your hands on a ticket, please head to the Eventbrite link in the show notes. The time is now. Stop living past and give yourself permission to claim what it is that you are meant to have. I can't wait to see you guys at the event and thank you so much for listening to this episode. Okay, so now let's dive back into this juicy episode. I literally never knew any of this about you. So this is like (laughs) such a learning process for me. And I think that's so amazing that you've been through all of this and you have come out so much stronger as an individual and you're able to help people who are going through like really tough times in their life as well with your content. And I love that. Around the whole awakening process, right? As we kind of talk about our stories, our journeys and people that we know and people that we know that are waking up and people that are just in the industry, right? Like you hear about, you know, certain celebrities and people who are a little bit more, I guess, in the limelight talking about like crystals and talking about sage and getting their foot wet in terms of like the spirituality pool. I want to know, like, do you believe that we're all meant to awaken in this lifetime? And how do you think that purpose, right? How do you think that your purpose specifically relates to helping to raise the consciousness of the planet? My personal belief is that no, I don't think everyone is like going to wake up. I think it's an option that's available to everybody. It has to be something that is chosen on a subconscious level, at least, and then eventually a conscious level as well. You know, there are lots of people who have gone through things like that and have gone through their own turmoils and all that, and they choose to let it close them off even more. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You know, everyone's here on their own journey. And I think every soul is here to learn something about themselves. But I don't necessarily think that everyone is going to wake up in this lifetime. I think there are a ton of people waking up 
right now. Mm -hmm. And especially in comparison to like when I first learned about The Secret at age 10, there's so much more awareness about it now. And there's so much more like acceptance of these topics now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think especially with like the rise of social media and people who are interested in this stuff, being able to have that voice and have that platform that traditional media never really provided. But no, I don't think everybody is like meant to wake up. I think that the people who are going to wake up are probably starting to feel that right now, though. What is your part in helping to raise the consciousness of the planet? Is that part of your purpose, do you believe? I mean, I've always been a storyteller. So ever since I was a little kid, like I've loved to write. I've loved to come up with stories. And and I've always been thinking about like how those stories, even just like, you know, fiction stories, how those actually can create a, a lasting impact on people's minds. And so I think now that I'm doing what I'm doing with YouTube and stuff, it's like, I want to help people who are wanting to wake up, give them permission to think about these things, give them permission to talk about this stuff, Mm -hmm. even if they have nobody in their life that they can really like dive into this with. I want to give them that place and that moment to, to say, Hey, this is what I believe. And this is what I'm experiencing. And not everybody on this planet is going to understand it. And that's okay because there are these people out there who are waking up and who are experiencing similar things. It's okay if I go through that too, even if, you know, my, my closest friends and family aren't going to understand. So that's kind of my goal is to give people that permission to question and permission to just think about these ideas in a different way and think about life in a different way. Absolutely. I love that. I feel like that's kind of how I see my platform as well. It's kind of like creating this content. It's like not everyone's going to resonate with it, right? And it's not supposed to hit everyone in the same way. There are people who are ready to intake, ready to listen and ready to understand. And those are the people who, when they either watch your videos or listen to my podcast, something in them is triggered in a good way by what we're saying and it hits them differently. And everyone has a specific time when they're going to be very susceptible to hearing and understanding a message. I've been getting so many messages about the idea of perseverance, right? And the idea of really committing after, committing to your goal and going after it, like literally just putting your all into it. And I, I have known this. This is something that I know logically. I know that consistency is key. I know that, you know, committing to something is important and seeing it through was going to help you achieve that goal. But I feel like lately it's now my time to really understand the message. And so now when I read the book, or when I listen to the podcast and they talk about this, it really is resonating a lot different with me. And I'm really understanding it in a way that I never did before. People that come across your content, like when they're ready to wake up, when they're ready to actually change their lives and take back their power and they come across your words and your messages and your supportive content, they really just get it. They just get it in a totally different way. What is your your favorite way, I guess, to manifest? Because we're always manifesting, but I think every single one of us has a way that we get into flow a little bit better, especially when it comes to the manifestation process. So what would you say is your like flow way of manifesting? For me, it's definitely writing. I've been a writer for my whole life. So words make sense to me. They flow for me very easily, like pretty much any time because I spent so much time when I was a kid, just like honing my craft. It was literally my career before Mm -hmm. this, and it's probably going to be a part of my career after this as well. And so scripting and like writing 
are really near and dear to me. I know not a lot of people like that because not everybody is such a fan of words, but it just really helps me kind of combine all of the other techniques that I talk about, which is like, you know, visualization and getting into the feeling and imagining what it'll be like when that thing is here. I feel like scripting kind of combines all of those things Mm -hmm. in a beautiful little package. And I love that I can go back and like reference it. Some of the things are even like beyond what I could have imagined back then. Oh, that is so awesome. You also mentioned that scripting is something that you love to do because it kind of incorporates all these different other parts of manifestation that you like. I've heard a lot of people talk about like the act as if kind of model. The first time I heard about this was like soon after I had watched the the movie The Secret and listened to the audience about acting as if, right? Do you, are you a fan of like act as if? Like, do you, why, like, why are you a fan? Like, why are you not a fan? Like, let me know. Like, what's happening? What do you think about that? Yeah, I heard about it from The Secret as well, um, mm-hmm. which I briefly mentioned. Like, I watched The Secret at age 10. I think mm-hmm. we were over at a neighbor's house and they were playing it on the TV. And I just oh, that's so awesome. Like, enamored by it. From that point on, I started using it to like manifest like a cell phone or like a laptop or, Mm -hmm. you know, like my first job, like little things like that. And it's always kind of been a part of my life since then. But yeah, the act as if model, I feel like the intention behind it is good. But I think that it kind of misses the fundamental things about what makes a powerful manifester, right? Because I, I like to use the analogy like, does a millionaire act like a millionaire? No, Mm. they're just a millionaire. They're just living their life being a millionaire, you know, and that they're just being who they are when they have that much money. And so I think the act as if model is good for people who are just kind of, you know, dipping their toe into the manifestation pool. But I think if you really want to kind of up level your, your power, up level your ability to manifest, it's more important to be as if and to ask yourself the question of like, what would I actually be doing if I had this manifestation? Because for most of us, like honestly, if I had a million dollars in my bank account tomorrow, still don't think my life would change that much. Obviously you're going to like upgrade certain things, but I'd still be doing podcasts. You know, I'd still be making videos. I'd still be hanging out with my boyfriend. Like everything in my life would probably stay mostly the same. When you realize that it puts you into the flow of that vibration even more than like acting would be. And I feel like acting is just a, is a way that can get you into the mindset, but Mm -hmm. it's, the vibration of it isn't as strong as like, no, I am this thing and I don't need to worry because the reflection is going to come back to me as long as I'm being this person. Does that make sense? No, that makes so much sense. And I completely agree. I remember I actually used to be a fan of Act As If. So when I first heard about The Secret and watched the movie and all the things and this Act As If, it made sense because it's kind of like the idea of like fake it till you make it. You're acting, you're thinking like, okay, I'm this kind of like businesswoman, I'm doing these things. And it's almost like you're acting, you're acting, you're acting until you are. But I I think one of the things that I kind of realized over time was that with the act as if principles or model or paradigm, whatever you want to call it, you you really are in your subconscious understanding that you're acting. It's not like you're being, you're literally using the words act as if, and to act is to be something that you're not. Is If you think about an actor in a movie, when someone's an actor and they're you know playing whatever part, they go home and they're not that person. They go into work and they act as that person. They come home, they're not that person. 
the more you say that, the more your subconscious is understanding it as I am showing up and playing a part, but really I am not this person to my core. And so I love what you say when you were like, you have to be, you just have to be that person. And it's really interesting because it's a similar concept in a way, except with changing the understanding of acting to being, you're really understanding that when you are being this person, like this is who you are. When I think about being an entrepreneur, I have to think about what are the things that I would do as a successful entrepreneur. And like you said, not a lot of things would change if you were to wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden be, you know, an entrepreneur for for me, at least full time. It's like, yeah, I just wouldn't go to nine to five and I'd have money coming in, but I'd have to do certain things, certain tasks. I have to get more podcast guests. I'd have to like work on my website. I'd have to do certain things. So for me, it's like, okay, in, in being this person, I can just do these things now, continue to do them. And soon my actual reality will just match up to who I'm being, to who I am. <laughs> and so I, I really do love that you introduced this whole, like, instead of act, just be that person. It's, it's so funny that you bring up like the actor idea as well, because that's something that I've thought about as well. I was an actor from age like five all the way through high school. I was what? like, Yeah, I was in plays and stuff um, in the high school musicals and all of that. Mm -hmm. So I have my fair share of experience with that. And I also did a like an acting program in Boston, actually. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I was there for a summer um, in between junior and senior year of of high school. And I got some acting uh, experience there. Oh, my God. I wonder if we ever crossed paths without knowing. That'd be so funny. (laughs) That'd be hilarious. The best actors that I ever studied or that I like, you know, learned from were the ones who literally became the person that they were being, Mm. you know, like you you always hear about like Daniel Day Lewis, who's like super method and he's very like into it when he's there and he just kind of becomes that character. But to use like another way more popular example that most people will probably know, Jon Snow, Kit Harington, who played Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, named Jon Snow. So much so to the point that he like had to get help after they were done filming because he, his identity became so wrapped up in it because he was, you know, literally pretty much living in the conditions that Jon Snow was living in for those 10 Mm -hmm. years. He was wearing the clothes that Jon would eat, eating the food that Jon would eat. He became that character. It became so almost like inextricable from him. And so I think that that's a powerful lesson for us people who are trying to just change our identity, change our realities right now is that you have to do the things that that version of you would be doing and be ruthless about it. You know, like just you can change at any moment. It's just a choice. It's a matter of doing those things that align with that reality. And I think a lot of people struggle with that for various reasons, but it's so important to just give yourself that moment to like question, how would I be in that reality and start to just slowly line up with it. Absolutely. I love that. It really is a choice. And like I say, there are always, you know, random life events that do come into play. For the most part, what you can control are your actions. And so it's like, if you want to be a certain type of person, what does that person do? And and do it. Don't think about it as you're faking it or that you're acting or that. Think of it as like, this is not my lifestyle. I remember when I stopped eating meat because I'm, I'm a pescatarian technically. It was a couple of days before Thanksgiving, uh, almost six years ago now to the day. And I told my mom, like, I, I'm not eating meat anymore. And she, she thought it was so funny because she literally was just like, yeah, like, 
no, like that's such a lie. Like you're going to be eating. <laughs> Thanksgiving is coming up. We're getting a turkey, all the things. Mm-hmm. And for me, it wasn't a, I'm going to try or I'm going to whatever. Like I literally just did it. Yeah. And I always kind of like remember that example because for me, that was such a point where my identity just shifted. I literally that day just stopped, like cold turkey stopped eating meat. And I think it helped that I just never really liked meat or never really like loved meat in general. Like I would mostly eat chicken. And even then, like sometimes I was like weird about chicken. But for the most part, I just didn't like it. So I think it, it made it easy to make that shift. But that was something where I literally changed my identity from that day on. I was like, I'm a pescatarian. Something like that. It's just like literally deciding. And then from that day, on I just I've never eaten meat since and it's just become my life that's something that I've been tapping into lately as well like I know you know because we've talked about it but like I two months ago I think Mm -hmm. went through a phase where I'm just like I cut out pretty much all substances you know I was smoking weed at the time and I quit that Mm -hmm. I quit coffee I quit sugar um I quit like processed food I quit it all like in that month and honestly Mm -hmm. it's been easy as hell like I have not had really any cravings for any of that stuff I think coffee is probably the hardest one just Mm because especially here in the winter it's like really nice to have that warm you know feeling but I just switched to tea and I it's it's great oh my gosh I, I just changed that. my identity. I made that decision. I, I actually want to segue a little bit and chat about just your business a little bit because one thing that I am super inspired by is the fact that you are a full-time entrepreneur now. And I think that is such a beautiful thing. I have a lot of people, I think most of my guests so far have been full-time entrepreneurs and you can see the pattern because hello, that is something that I am working towards and that I will achieve very soon. I'm speaking that all the way into existence, (laughs) but I love your story and I kind of want to know, you know, what has changed for you since going from being an employee, being a full-time employee and also doing contract freelance work to now being a full-time entrepreneur. And I want to also know if that's changed your perspective in terms of what you're manifesting like were you manifesting something different before as an employee and are you now manifesting something different now as someone that's a full-time entrepreneur to answer the question a lot has changed but also like nothing has changed oh and life I'll get into that. um so when I was working earlier this year for the first six months of 2019 I was working a full-time job And I think I kind of always knew that that job wasn't really aligned. Mm -hmm. I felt like I needed to do it because I wanted to move in with my boyfriend. That was like our plan for 2019. And I needed to like have some verifiable income so that I could be put on the lease. And I was just freaking out about money. So I, and at that time I was doing YouTube, but I was kind of lost with it and didn't really know where I was going with it. Um, and didn't have like a ton of subscribers. I had, I think less than a thousand at that point. Then I got this job and it like all fell into place so perfectly that like intuitively I was like, okay, well this must be what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I think it was, and it wasn't. Um, I think it was a really important lesson for me to like it gave me the space like the breathing room financially and just business wise to kind of get the clarity that I have now it very quickly became apparent that that just like was not the life for me and I'd had like other jobs for the most part but for the whole year prior to getting that job, I was really working on finding my finding my why and finding like what I wanted to do as an entrepreneur. So I think in that way, it's like not a lot has changed now that I'm full time doing this because I had already kind of fallen into that that pattern, that life of like, you know, being at home all the time and spending time mm-hmm. with my boyfriend and being able okay. to do whatever I want to do and kind of 
you know, dictate my own time. So in that way, not a lot has changed, but clarity wise and like understanding my business and what I'm here to do and what I want to do and, and like the vision that has changed a lot because I can look back on my journals earlier this year and see like, I had no clue what I wanted to do at the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. And my YouTube channel hadn't taken off yet. And it wasn't until about three or four months into the year that my YouTube started to get huge traction. Um, awesome. Yeah. So now we're almost up to 10,000 subscribers. And like, <laughs> yeah. That just like blows my mind. I can't. <laughs> no, that is so awesome. I think you always had that in you. And so like you've naturally kind of like stumbled your way into this and not even stumbled like you definitely like made your you paved your way into this and it was purposeful and I love that so do you believe that your spiritual awakening had to come before you you went full-time say you hadn't like awakened which would be kind of crazy because you probably would be making the same content that you're making now you might be doing something different right would you ever want to become an entrepreneur you think or do you think that like because you woke up you kind of had the urge to create this content and pave this path for yourself yeah so it's actually funny because in college I started a class that was like about entrepreneurship oh wow okay I had a business minor and that was like one of the options and so I started taking that class and literally within like the first week I dropped it they were very focused on like the old school model of starting a business where it's like you have to have a product and then all this and so it just turned me off of like the whole idea I was like nope, that's not for me. And then after college, I went on a month-long train trip by myself, like around the the U.S. Just to kind of, it was like my eat, pray, love moment. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, like I just didn't know what to do with myself after college. And this was what I was like intuitively guided to was like this train trip because Mm -hmm. I wanted to just like find myself and explore and give myself like a month to just kind of you know, revel in the fact that I'd finished college, but then also try to figure out like what I even wanted to do with my life. That trip was a huge part of kind of solidifying my awakening and all the things that I'd gone through with, you know, the gut thing and everything in college. And it was at that time that I took a course from uh, Lewis House from School of Greatness called the School of Greatness Academy. And that was all about like finding your greatness, finding like what you want to be doing in life and, and creating that rather than kind of just falling into it like a lot of people do. And that was like the start of my entrepreneurial mindset, I should say, because it wasn't really like the start of the journey for me per se, but it just opened up my eyes to the possibility that this could be, you know, that I could do something more than just be in a nine to five for my whole life, that I could do something beyond that. And so, yeah, I do think I needed to like wake up first in order to really see the possibilities for myself and see like where I could go and and see my own potential as well. Um, Because I I know you know this, but I have a lot of like self-doubt issues and, and things like that, that came up for me at that time. And that's why it's taken me kind of long to get here to, to be where I am today. It's been about two or three years since that point. So the self-doubt rings so true for myself as well, because I think a lot of us, it's even if it doesn't come in the form of like traditional 
like you feel doubt when you think about doing something. I think there's a lot to be said around the idea of self-sabotage. And when you, when you want to do something, but you sabotage yourself, like I just the other night had to have a very honest and candid conversation with myself about my self-handicapping tendencies. And it was something I realized where I was like, I actually like don't commit to things a lot because it's kind of like, if you don't commit and if you don't say, I'm going to do this thing, or I'm like committing myself to this thing, then when it doesn't pan out, you can always say, well, I didn't really put in that much work. Like I didn't really try my hardest. I didn't really whatever. And you, you have an excuse versus if you really commit to this specific thing, if you quote unquote fail, it's like, there's no excuse. Like it's on you. It's, it's on your actions. Like either you didn't work hard enough or you didn't really commit or like whatever it is. I really love that we talk about kind of doubt a lot in our conversations. Cause I think it comes up a lot and it's always nice to have, you know, you to talk to whenever that comes up for me. And always, it's always good for me to help you and remind you of your strengths and your worth when it comes up for you in the world of entrepreneurship and in a time when you're trying to build a brand and build a business, it's hard. You need support. It's like, it's not just hard because of the actual process of it all, but it's hard because it is such a thing that challenges you as a person. Like you need to really be on top of your shit for yourself. Like you actually need to, you because you go through so much when you're doing this type of work. So much will come up when you're pushing and you're trying and you're doing all this stuff and it doesn't seem to be taking off. It's like that right there will make you feel like, are you worthy? It will make you feel like, does anyone care? It will make you feel like you're not meant for the work that you're trying to do. It's like so many people drop their purpose or leave their dreams behind because of the self-doubt and because they feel like they were never cut out for that work. And it just breaks my heart. And I don't want that for myself. And so, and I also don't want that for anyone else. If you have a dream, push through, (laughs) push through. And Mm -hmm. if you don't end up where you see yourself ending up, you will end up somewhere beautiful as long as you have that passion and that consistency behind your work. I am just, I'm feeling such gratitude right now and I'm feeling so good and I'm feeling so motivated and I am just excited for everything to come. And speaking of everything to come, I know that you're actually working on your course right now and we talked about this a little yesterday, but can you actually like, as we kind of round out this conversation, just tell us a little bit about what you have coming down the pipeline, what you're working on and, you know, anything that you'd like to share about why you're working on what you're working on. I think that would be cool too. So I just had my course go live yesterday. It's called the 21 day mindset makeover. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I decided to go with that um, idea, that course is because everything that we're talking about right now, it's like, I, I know deeply the pain that it takes to like go through a spiritual awakening mm-hmm. and to kind of question, you know, all the things that you've been taught in your life and to start looking at yourself in that really honest way that you're, that you're kind of talking about there. That's such a unique part of the entrepreneurial journey mm-hmm. and of just like the awakening journey in general, even if you don't want to be an entrepreneur, like still you're going to be forced to look at your limiting beliefs, your subconscious programming, the ways that you're hamstringing yourself. And I've done that work for the last three to five years. um, And I know how hard it is. And so I made this course with the intention of being able to help people kind of accelerate that process and Mm -hmm. be nurtured through that process. Um, 
day by day. And so I included a lot of the exercises and things and techniques that I've used to really kind of purge those limiting beliefs and to start resetting the way that I view myself, the way that I view reality, the way that I view, you know, the situations in my life. And so I wanted to give this to people as this this mechanism to really kind of reset yourself in okay. 21 days. Um, and it's like a day by day thing. You're going to get lessons every single day, audio or video and exercises like worksheets that you can do, plus some like guided meditations. And there's just like a whole lot of stuff um, stuffed into this course. Yeah, my goal with it was just to help like my subscribers, help my community and anybody else just really have a helping hand through that process so that you don't feel so alone. And it's not so kind of chaotic, I guess, because that's what it's been like for me. And so I just wanted to help people kind of cut off that learning curve and really take this moment, take three weeks to kind of just reset their lives and reset their identities. This is something I know that you have been working on for a good minute now. And you guys, she like has poured her heart and soul into this. Like I have been behind the scenes seeing her build this and just for it to launch, I am just so proud of you. And I'm so amazed by the work that you put into this. So this will definitely be linked in the show notes, you guys, like so I can get the link and put it in there. So everyone who's interested can go ahead and take advantage of this amazing offer. And then I kind of want to know like what else, what what else is up your sleeve? Like what do we have to look forward to in terms of the content that you're going to be creating on YouTube, um, on Instagram? I'm going to be posting a lot more on YouTube, but with the goal of three times a week and a couple of bonus videos here and there, but okay. specifically just diving into like all the different aspects of manifestation that I feel like don't get talked about as often. That'll be coming up soon. And like the end of the year is really going to be a big content push for me to be posting more often. And then Instagram, I'm leveling up with that as well and working on some fun stuff there. So I think that is so amazing. And I love that you're a full-time entrepreneur now. So you do have that time to really pour back into your business and dedicate your time to this. Cause I think that's really important. Um, obviously, you know, when you're balancing so many different things, you have to make it work with the time that you have. And it's like, you are literally the CEO of your business. You have so many different things that you're working on and you're doing and that you have to be on top of, but to, to push out that much content and value is going to be really, really awesome for your subscribers. Madison, this has been a very expansive conversation as usual. I'm not surprised at all because our conversation <laughs> is usually very expansive and amazing. I am looking forward to just like chatting offline with you a little bit as we hop off of this interview, but thank you again for joining me on the show and for sharing just your story and your words of wisdom and everything like that with the audience today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. You know that I'm a listener as well. So this is yes! like, <laughs> I listen to this every week. So yeah, I'm so excited to be on it. That is awesome. And thank you again for always being so supportive and tuning in and listening. I appreciate it more than you could ever know. But yes, thank you again. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it with someone you think would enjoy it too. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave me a review of what you think about this podcast. It would make my day and it would help other people discover this podcast, people that really need to hear these words. So until next time, have an amazing day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.
Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. 